Welcome to the Core Women Podcast, the place for women entrepreneurs, authors, and self-starters looking to build community and gain valuable insights through expert interviews with women at the top of their game. Join your host, podcaster, producer, expert coach, entrepreneur, and author, Dr. Summer Watson, as she aims to inspire and empower you through these candid conversations. Lean in and embrace the journey. It's time to start the show. Here's your host, Dr. Summer Watson. Today on the show, I would like to welcome Kathy Tejnell, who received her BS in electrical engineering from Northwestern University and her MBA from the University of Chicago. She started her first business in 1999 and has been a serial entrepreneur ever since. Since 2008, Kathy has partnered with Bob Berg to grow the Go-Giver movement and build the Go-Giver brand. She is the co-founder of the Go-Giver Success Alliance Mentorship Community. We have a ton to talk about here today, Kathy, so let's just jump right into this and welcome. Thank you, Summer. It's an honor to be here with you. Absolutely. So my first question for you is, before we jump into your professional journey, can you describe your life thus far in one word? Adventure. Adventure. Okay, let's dive a little deeper into that (laughs) word and why that's important. I'm an adventurer at heart. Growing up, I love Star Trek. I wanted to boldly go where I haven't been before. And it's kind of been my my little model um, to just always push myself to do new and different things to keep myself growing. So growth really is the, the underlying piece. I'm here to grow and to experience and I want it to be an adventure. Oh, I love that. And I love the whole Star Trek to go where no one's gone before, to boldly go. So, that's so, fun. so let's talk about your past a bit and some of the life events that contributed to where you are today in your professional journey. Thank you. So probably one of the biggest things was in college, one of my first adventures, I decided to co-op. I was in engineering, as you had mentioned, and I wanted to experience it to see, is this really something I wanted to do? I I was influenced. My father was an engineer and, you know, I really looked up to him. So I went off and co-opted and, and went to North Carolina, the Research Triangle Park. So I spent my a summer, this was my um, sophomore to junior year of college in North Carolina, working on a robotics assembly line mm-hmm. as an engineer, which was really cool. Then I went back to school. Then I went back for six months and worked again on that robotics assembly line. So that just gave me this taste of, I want to do this. And, you know, I just wasn't afraid. I remember having to argue with my mom about being allowed to drive to North Carolina myself as a young woman, you know, rightfully was concerned for me. And again, thanks to my father, who really fueled my independence, said, it's okay. And this was before cell phones, folks. (laughs) I'm going to age myself here. This was in the mid eighties. And I did, I set off in my little orange Pinto wagon (laughs) Pinto! Oh my gosh! And everybody, if you know what a Pinto is, Pinto power. And wasn't it the thing that if they hit it in back, it would blow up or something? I mean, something crazy like that, right? 
Yes, yes, yeah, the little pintos. But this was this orange wagon, so it was my pumpkin. I used to right. joke, hey, hey, free car, you're not going to complain. I and get it. It. <laughs> it was it was about freedom. Yeah. yeah, to go off and explore and meet people. So that started it, and then um, after college, I joined IBM as a marketing rep because I knew I wanted to to own my own business one day and. To me, the people I'd asked, you needed to know how to sell. And that was one thing, obviously, they didn't teach me in engineering school. So I signed up for IBM and went through there. At the time, you went through a year-long training program before you even really were allowed to talk to customers. So powerful training, but this was... This was 1988. IBM was not in its prime anymore. And I knew right away that culturally it wasn't the same IBM I read about in the IBM Way book. Um, so I ended up leaving them after a year. The clincher was I was in the, the last training was sales training where you actually had to go in and present. These were former IBM sales people that you would present to and they would critique you. And I like to joke, it was my tale of two sales calls. It was the best of calls, the worst of calls. <laughs> and um, on the good side, the one, the guy sat me, you know, was like, his critique was, oh my gosh, you are so genuine, so authentic. Your customers are going to trust you. They'll buy anything from you. And I thought, oh, wow. Okay, good. I'm, I'm doing good at this. And then I got this other guy who his critique was, he goes, I'm just going to put it straight. You're not going to make it. I'm like, excuse me? He's like, you're too honest and genuine. You'll never be able to pull anything over on your customer. And I'm like, excuse me? This is my sales training. I, I don't want to pull anything over. And he's like, let's get real. The real world, you're going to have to do things that are not in your client's best interest. And I was just dumbfounded. And um, I... And before I went off, I had gotten a job offer from someone, one that I hadn't accepted. And so I was mulling it over. That clinched the deal. I realized that I, my future was not with IBM. And it also made me realize how important culture is and made me start really thinking about, well, how do you create culture? How does something like that happen? You know, that then this is in their sales training. And I'm sure the people in charge of sales training didn't tell him and want him to be saying things like that to people. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Not only culture, but you know, value fit. So what is, what are, what are your values compared to the values of that organization or company? And so again, that was the clincher. You said, no, this doesn't align with my values thinking that, you're coming from a place where you're being inauthentic and you want to get something over on somebody. And this is the way you're going to be manipulative. No, that's not, didn't feel right. It sounds like to you and it wouldn't feel right to me either. Or most people. No, no it felt yucky really. And that's like, you know, your typical, what most people think of sales. I'm like, it really did. It turned me off from selling. I ran as far away from selling as I could. And it would be another six years before I found myself in a position as a general manager of a business unit where I also had the sales team and basically responsible for sales. And I had to start rethinking sell, what, what does selling really mean and how, how do I do this and let go of you know that awful experience? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because you might call it a traumatic experience in a, in a way, right? <laughs> 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 so true. <laughs> 
scarred for life. <laughs> At least you took that six-year hiatus of sorts. <laughs> sales and then you were like okay I'm getting back onto this but I'm going to do this my way in a way that actually fits my personality your values your culture and so forth and so on because there is a, a there is a difference between being kind and trusting and then also being able to shift to that sales you know doing your ask and what is the ask what does that look like how does that feel and you're not coming in like a like somebody bulldozing somebody, but you're also making the ask and saying, hey, is this something that would align with you? Is this something of interest? And so I'm sure you found your process. And this is what's so interesting is that I love when I talk to people, they talk about their process. They talk about how they sell or how they've created their business. What's their daily routine or habits? And so that's getting me into kind of my next question. Mm -hmm. You've been a serial entrepreneur for quite some time. So tell us more about your passion for the Go-Giver book and movement by Bob Berg and John David Mann and the five essential principles for creating a culture of excellence. Yeah, thank you. And actually it started with Bob's book, Endless Referrals. So okay. I, you know, this was back in the 2000s. I'd gotten married, moved to Albuquerque, um, was building a, a marketing business, uh, was in BNI. Um, the networking, business mm -hmm. networking international. I think it was there. I have to credit them that I heard of the book Endless Referrals by Bob Berg. So I read that book and I started applying his step-by-step, -step, how do I build a referral-based business? And so I spent three or four years doing that. And then one day um, my husband had sent me an email and it was from Bob Berg. And I was like, I go back to his office carrying endless referrals. I'm like, is that email from Bob, Ber the Bob Berg? <laughs> and, and of course, Josh looks at me like I'm nuts. And he's like, where have you been? Bob's been a member of our networking direct directory, the Atlasphere for a couple of years now. And I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that was the same Bob Berg that I've been quoting in my marketing workshops. Um, and he had asked if we would promote a live event he was having coming up. So that's how I first met Bob Berg. I went to his, we promoted his event. We went to his event, got to meet him in person, got to meet a lot of amazing people like Bob Proctor in person at that event. And then a, a year later, I got an email from Bob and it said, we're going to be launching the Go-Giver soon. Would you be interested in hosting a live event? Bob would come and do his endless referrals program. And I'm like, would you come to Albuquerque? You know, like who wants to go? You know, Albuquerque is not a major market. And his business partner at the time replied and said, okay, yeah, sell 200 tickets, line up sponsors, and Bob will be there. And I was like, okay, I've never done that before, but I'm bringing Bob Berg to Albuquerque. And thankfully I had applied his principles and I had built a nice business and reputation for myself that... I lined up 12 sponsors. I sold 200 tickets and Bob came to town and it was just an amazing event. And actually before I had my event, my event was the end of March in February, he reached out and they said, you seem to know what you're doing. Would you do this nationally for us? And I'm sitting here going, um, well, don't you want me to have the event? Right. <laughs> But they had so much interest. They were just like, no, you seem to know what you're doing. Would you do this? 
And I just was like, sure. So talk about adventure. I'm, you know, inside going, okay, I've never done this, but hey, you know, I mean, it was the funnest thing I had done because I felt like I was applying everything I knew. I was out there promoting this event. It wasn't promoting myself, but yet me and my business were indirectly getting promoted. So it was just a fabulous experience. And that started my work with Bob in building this, you know, brand in the movement. And we've, my work with him just grew till we became business partners. And, you know, it really, his work and the five laws of stratospheric success, how they then applied it. There's a second book, the green book called Go Give Her Sell More really helped me let go of all the hangups I had about sales. Thanks to IBM. (laughs) (laughs) And really, we need to do a little work on that. (laughs) Just obviously you did. And so you've grown this movement with Bob and it's been wonderful. Tell us a little bit more about that, how you've grown this, what it looks like today. Well, it has just been my honor and pleasure to work with Bob. He is he is the true ultimate go-giver. He, the man walks his talk. It's just been phenomenal. So we've done 50 of those public events together, um, the bulk we did in the first couple of years. So that really helped drive the sales. And we've never stopped. We've seen it as a marathon when a book comes out. And, um, and he is the energizer bunny. He still does interviews every, almost every day, um, talking about the go giver or, you know, one of the four books, the last book, the go giver influencer is the one that's closest to his heart because he really feels he's here to help people develop genuine influence. So together we've tried all kinds of things. Some, some things have worked great. Some things not so great. You live and learn, right? Right. But it has been an adventure. We've traveled to China. You know, he's a professional paid speaker. So um, I get to go on the fun ones. (laughs) (laughs) The adventure. Adventure ones. Yes. 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 Adventure. I love it. Right. You have evolved. Your story has evolved. It's gone in different directions. You have done a lot of adventure. You are amazing. And I, I really, you know, I can feel the connection. I can feel how you would connect with community. You've got such a, a gracious and easy way about you that that is so wonderful. And when you see that genuine personality just come out, people gravitate towards that. So I can see where they would just snatch you up and say, yes, come, come work for us. We don't care. We know you can do the job. And see, This is what's beautiful, Kathy, too, about your story. You started somewhere in the engineering field. And you got your MBA and you went in different directions, but you brought all those skills and strengths forward Mm -hmm. and applied it to different things that you were doing and what you're doing today. And you are thriving. So thank you for telling me this story. Thank you for sharing that story on the Core Women podcast. So one of my favorite subjects is, is in fact, relationship building and how to develop those relationships, Mm -hmm. right? Can you tell us, why a genuine culture of excellence arises from the quality of the relationships within an organization. Because the culture, you know, where the rubber meets the road is is really the day-to-day interactions we have with the people within our business, our customers, our clients, and our community. 
And that culture is created either unconsciously or consciously. It's sort of like, um, this was in Lewis Gerstner's book, um, who says elephants can't learn to dance. It was about his experience of turning around IBM. Um, and in there, you know, he talks about it's the unwritten rules that create the culture. So you, you need to get to a point that they're not unwritten anymore. And that's where um, the five laws of stratospheric success that Bob and John, you know, codified in their wonderful parable, the go-giver really, you know, brings it to life when you, and I'll, I'll do the shorthand first. It's just easier to remember. I call this the go-giver way. It's create value, touch lives, build relationships, be real, and stay open. So that is when those are the foundation and framework on which all of you are operating. It's the how. It's not why. The why are your values. You know, what is your true vision and mission that the business is on? And what are those non-negotiable values? You talked about values earlier. And as a company, you have to agree on them. You've got to hire for those values, right? Yeah. But then we need the okay, how do we put this into action? And and just putting, you know, missions on on and visions on the wall aren't gonna do it. It's our, how are you day in and day out? How are you interacting with the individuals? Are you leading by example? And I firmly believe you don't have to be the, the, the head person in the company to impact the culture. Well, it, it does help, but you can start there. And when you do this, you will create opportunities for yourself um, throughout your life. I, even before I knew the go-giver, I feel like I, I sort of intuitively worked this way in that the opportunities find you. Like I was at IBM, the district manager at Ameritech that I'd met on a plane who had wanted me to apply. And I did want to know why I didn't, didn't join them. And he sent them looking for me. Mm. And years later, I had a boss at Ameritech. Um, and, um, you know, we went separate ways. And a few years later, she comes and finds me to become the general manager of a seven state business unit. So, Really, what you do, you know, the reputation that you build, it stays with you. And when you focus on giving value and doing your very best, you know, amazing adventures come your way. Oh, I completely align when I listened to the book in an audible mm -hmm. and I thought, you know, I completely align with this. This is exactly how I'm doing my business. This is the groundwork where I started my business because I've always believed and I started early on in the nonprofit arena. And so there I learned how to bring community together in an authentic way and look at various processes and knowing that if I didn't bring community to the table, they weren't invested. And so, and being authentic and really being able to understand what their foundation was, what my foundation was, what my values are, all these different things. So when I listened to The Go-Giver, I love the way it was approached because it used that parable as the example, right? So it was really easy to listen to. It was easy to pick up on the principles. It was, I just really enjoyed it. So thank you, because I love the gift. <laughs> You're welcome. It was, and It was a gift. <laughs> Yes. And you truly are a go-giver. I can tell we've only known each other for a couple of weeks now, but you, you do live and embody those principles. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And my last question, because we've covered so much, I'm going to ask you one last question. 
as we come to the close of the interview, my last question is, if you were to leave the listeners with a professional tip to support their journey, what would it be? It is going to be to continue to grow and really understand the gifts that you uniquely have to offer and share them with the world. That's why I think we're each here for a unique purpose and find out those gifts and and share them. Thank you, Kathy, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. It is my pleasure. Thank you, Summer. Absolutely. You can follow Kathy Tejanel at thegogiver.com. Kathy is also offering a free gift, which is a download of the complimentary guide, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence in Sample Chapters of the Go-Giver Series at thegogiverway.com. And you will find that link in the copy. Thank you for joining us on the Core Women Podcast with Dr. Summer Watson. We're so glad you're here and would love to connect more with you. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Core Women and on Twitter at Core Women One. For more about Core Women and Dr. Watson, visit corewomen.com. Want more support and resources for amazing women like you? Great! Join Dr. Watson and Jen Fontanilla at the Life, Love, and Money Collective, a core women production that aids in understanding the key traits that might be getting in the way of living a life that you are absolutely passionate about. Connect with Summer and Jen and find out more at thelifeloveandmoney.com.